Thank you, love, and welcome to Medicine Caller Podcast. I want to invite you another layer deeper into the temple. We have a Patreon, and I would love for you to check it out. There are layers of support and nourishment for people calling medicine and for people restoring the temple, people healing together. I would love for you to come support this podcast and be supported in even more ways. To all my Patreon members, thank you. We are in this together. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. We'll talk soon. Consider yourself invited. Check it out, and I invite you to join. Let's get on with the show. Intimate, wise, and healing conversations with the people who are carrying us through this time of true transformation and complete rebirth. Welcome to Medicine Caller, where visionaries share the real, the raw, the good, and the holy. I am your host, Sophia Wise One. Let's journey. sweet one. I'm raw. It's either you just get me raw today or it was just like another however long until I connected with you and I want to connect. So it's just going to be raw. Give you a little bit of an update and then I'll just give you a deeper update. I really wanted to like offer you some teachings today like that idea is so sweet and we'll see what comes in but what it seems like I really have is medicine stories or just stories and some poetry I've been playing like podcast guest tag with people I've been in such a a deep a busy working place it's been challenging to connect so I am really excited as my life has just, 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 just in the past 48 hours massively opened up. So having the space and bandwidth in my own being to record some shows with some really spectacular guests that I've been talking about kink and rewilding and some musicians and I'm excited to, to bring some, some other energy to us and, and with us. And in the meantime, today, um, I'm just going to be super real with you. And uh, what else is there to do, right? Um, I really am feeling my grief today. I did uh, my tried and true um, grief ritual with a friend of mine the other night. We actually pulled cards um, from the deck and then rolled the die. And for the first time ever, we both got the same practice for our cards. So that was wild. So we did the grief ritual together and that was really helpful. And I felt a lot lighter and calmer afterwards. Um, And now I feel softer. And in that softness, I feel like mm, (laughs) that place. I think I'm just gonna read you some poems I wrote. That's what I wanna do right now, lest I ramble. Before I read this though, I feel like maybe I'll give you a, just like a real, real update. So I was traveling the world with this human, um, Aaron, who I adore, and we, um, found this RV and they bought this RV and this truck and 
we thought we were moving in together and then in December it was really clear in I think in both of us but I know it was clear for me pretty early on that I was like oh, our timelines are parting like it was really easy to just be like yep like same 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 like a week apart here or there but it was like yeah let's keep doing this thing together and then I could feel it I was like I could feel them going in this way and me going this other way and I'm really integrating and forgiving and grieving that um, instead of having the grace and courage that I would like to have and pray that I'll have in the future to be like, ah, yes, we're parting and to just like name that and look at that. Um, all my like abandonment and like holding on stuff came up. And so it just made the next six weeks like really kind of painful and brutal as I tried to figure out and like negotiate with my knowing it like never works well and it's so rare that I will fight that hard and it wasn't six weeks of fighting that it was three weeks of fighting it and then three weeks of fighting it some more but differently after like externally accepting it you know and so that was my like December into January and then and then they parted, they went off on their way and I didn't want to go, like I didn't want to go. And uh, because I wanted to finish the project, like I just was like, this book has to be done and I have all these videos and I have just like, I just want to ship, like I don't want to put them, I want to ship them. I've been carrying around these like beautiful decks for literally four years, moving around and I'm just like, I just want to send them to the people who they belong to. Um, and so I stayed and a series of miraculous events kind of came together and I ended up moving in with um, Kate. Hey, Kate, uh, I, you know, if you're new, Kate uh, edits our podcast episodes, but she's like sister, cousin, niece, goddaughter, family, friend, medicine, companion, student, teacher, beloved. Um, and uh and we moved in and we turned her apartment into a studio and then the two of us went into 21 days of 25 days I think was when we really did our closing was on the 25th that started on February 1st and then uh, we did our closing on February 25th we were like it's done now and in that time I made 75 videos recorded 20 versions of 10 medicine songs um, edited them, built an entire online website academy, um, received the books, packed and shipped 80 books and decks, had a release party in Philly that I was just kind of like cross-eyed at and exhausted. It was so sweet. It was such a little family, just really beautiful moment. I was so tired though. I look forward to having another party party where I feel like party. Um, I was so sad and like relieved, like the shame unraveling um, and the like, and then there's this like, you know, my last episode, Ego's Last Stand, I talked, I was talking about ego death a little bit and, and I went to a place that um, as deeper, a deeper, um, I took a deeper visit to the birth death door than I ever have. And that's not a place that I am unfamiliar with particularly, but um, this was really intense and peaceful. What was so intense about it was how peaceful it was. What was so um, scary about it was in that space, like in this space, the birth death door is, is literally the like kind of, uh, it's the space that happens when people are born or when people cross or when people are having really big um, like interdimensional shifts, like big healings. And that's that space where 
time gets like super bendy it's like not really a time space and I mean it is a time space but it's not not like clocks and and uh, I just had this quiet in my being that was like I'm gonna complete this and I'm gonna be different afterwards like it's gonna end me it's gonna end me and I didn't know if ending me meant I would stay in my body or not. And I had this deep peace of like, it's okay. And it started to get scarier when I started to, after about, I, mean, I don't know like when exactly it was, day 16, day 18 or something, like deep into the process where I was kind of coming through. It was like this deep descent. I menstruated these videos that I shot um, I did so there's 72 cards and I did a video for each card and so in the book I talk about the teaching but the videos are just like transmission teachings I was just free bleeding in my full spider queen regalia with like red velvet and an actual like uh, grandmother's chair that many babies have been like rocked in and um, was actively sewing the threads of that shredded blanket, my great-grandmother's blanket, into a web. So I don't think this, I'm just, you probably already know this, but I'm going to say this to myself right now. This episode is probably not going to be very linear. Um, I guess I said that at the beginning. It's just going to be kind of raw. Oh. So like actually sewing and reweaving this shredded paradigm into a new paradigm. And so I sat there and was just like taking my own medicine, you know, like, like, you know, the meditation that I kept doing was like, they're not my teachings, they're the teachings, like dropping into this place that are like, these are the things that have come to me and reminded me and guided me through my own healing. And so I was just in this very deep place and, um, it was so beautiful and I kept saying it's the hardest thing I'd ever done and it was the easiest hard thing I'd ever done um, for something that was so challenging and took every bit of my being. It was so peaceful and kind and loving and definitely had its own joy though I was just like kind of in that like underworld space where emotions are, they feel different. They felt different for me in this time. It was like, it's almost like a way to describe it as like, I, um, I knew what feelings felt like and I like knew what was happening and like how I might feel about them or I might, how I would feel about them later. Or like I understood that there was like a, a detachment. And then and then it all came through, right? It was just like, oh, I was like so focused. And um, I had the Spider Queen report um, where I was given these instructions like before I went in um, to, to say every day for 11 minutes to like let my, my practice be, I came here for a purpose. I will complete that purpose. I will be at peace while it occurs. And so I just would like focus and and be in that space and I would take um, 12 minutes a day to just sit and pray and practice on my heart and like my healing and my my like desires and my disappointment and my like lack of desire I'm sitting in this deep place right now of I keep getting this message like right now right now to like savor the emptiness that I'm feeling because like it will, it will soon fill up, you know, I'm just in this, um, I keep hearing this phrase like postpartum is real. I just keep hearing that, you know, and it's like, I carried this body of work and all of the stuff inside me for like four and a half years. And I just spent a month like birthing and laboring it, like not sleeping and in trance states and then like sleeping hard and then waking up in like 18 hour days and 20 hour days and like 
you know, just like ceremony and praying and like emails and typing and like coding and like compiling ebooks and like learning how to do all sorts of stuff on the internet, like just like every, just like learning new skills, like everywhere, doing all of these things. And, and then like, and then as I was actually in the completion phase, like that's where I started to really get scared actually. And so I did, I did it. I just kept going um, and like shipped out the last few packages. And of course, then like everything keeps going, you know, it's like I got an email from one person and a message from another. It's like, um, I think I got this. Remember when that, we, that happened? And then I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sure. Let me do that. So I'll go to the post office again tomorrow, you know, and, um, and I've just literally poured everything into this and like, like, I have felt so, um, it has required all of my being. And so I haven't had personal clients and I've like tried to do other work and it just like has like fallen through. And so just in this like wild place of like, (laughs) it's like I've really chosen it, you know, this like financial emptiness that's occurring at the moment of just like I just made a choice I was just like I I can't do both you know I can't like see clients and make money and teach and do all those things and like let this body of work come through me you know and so and I've been like amazingly supportive and miraculously and in this like final push it's just like it's just literally everything in me just like emptying out and just like thread by thread like getting by and um and I'm so so fucking privileged and blessed and like so taken care of and and yet I hate it you know it's like and I'm like okay it's day two since I finished it <laughs> so like give myself some patience you know I mean literally like I'm recording this on Thursday and it was Tuesday night where I like clicked the last thing on my to-do list like I had done the last thing that I needed to do to say that like that process was like all right for now even though I'm like oh there's like two things I want to edit and I want to change that but I can do those or not do those like it's there you know I wonder, you know, it's like, do I share all of this with you? You know, it's like. But it's like everything else for me in my life, which is like, do I find a way to share it? It's like everything else, you know, it's like, I'm not going to carry it around with me. And I feel like we have such an intimate space here, you know? It's like when I have guests on and I talk to somebody, I just feel like I often have that sense of like, oh, I'll just share it with a person. But sometimes when it's just us, when it's like just me, I think. I just really want to honor your time, you know? I just feel like, I just, like this is where I've, this is like, and the other thing that comes up for me is I just, I know I'm not the only person who A, is going through this right now because everybody I'm like looking at is like, like the other thing the spider queen said in that report was she said, you think this is ego death and it is, but barely, this is paradigm birth. And I feel like that's the part that I want to be able to like share with you. That's like, it's worth it. Like, I don't mean to be like, it's worth it, you know? Like every stitch of that web of this new paradigm So I literally took that um, 
that shredded blanket and and it's like <laughs> I was digesting the patriarchy for 14 months and as I sewed it out you know and like Caitlin looked at me and was like no wonder you've been a little tired and you felt like a little full up you know it's like every stitch and like every line of it that I laid down I was like I started to feel better and I would like put my feet on top of it and I'd be like oh like I took the foundation of love and culture and like power dynamics and I tore it to shreds and then spent a year without a foundation in so many ways like with a prayer for a new foundation and that counts but as I like wove a new one and stood on top of it it was like I could feel myself like settling in this deep way and when it was like finally woven and check out we'll put a picture of it in here but like as every web of it was like as it was as it was there suspended in space which was like its own complete miracle and like maybe someday I'll just tell you the medicine story of like weaving it but this is what I've got right now is like Sophia's medicine story I'm standing there and I'm like looking at it and I'm like first of all any miracle is possible because I had a vision a year ago about this weaving this web out of the blanket and having it like like levitate in a room and was like okay that's a cool metaphor and then it just happened in this moment where it was like I like clipped a thing and clipped a thing and clipped a thing and without having to move anything in the room there was like a clip or a suspension point at the 11 ends of every thread and then there it was suspended in space and so I'm standing there and I look I just kept looking at it and looking at Caitlin and be like literally anything's possible the web is suspended in air like I never thought that would actually happen it's actually happening right now like right now it's happening right now like literally anything is possible all our prayers are being answered right now it's not a fucking metaphor like right now it's happening right now right now right now right now and then I had this moment, I was like looking at it and I was just like, I don't know how I did anything. Like, I don't know how I stood up this past year. I'm tired, you know? And at the same time, I'm the least tired I've ever been, like deep in my being. It's a really bizarre, really bizarre experience because I've spent a lot of my life like being living with two people with chronic fatigue syndrome. I like have had a very, um, a very interesting relationship to like fatigue or body ache or like illness, you know, because I just never wanted to get really sick. So as soon as I would start to have like the inkling of anything, I was like very proactive about. It's probably partially how I got where I am now is being like so proactive to, you know, and then I still like totally had allostatic load and my like adrenals crashed and I like couldn't walk 40 feet without getting winded four years ago. Like that happened to me for me with me and then I like really learned like I really learned that's when I really learned to change like the my energy how I was using my energy and so it's like I was always so scared of getting sick and that scared was its own exhaustion and then being this like ADHD or also creative nonlinear uh, kinesthetic problem solver um, as I like to refer to myself and my peers of the same making um trying to make myself work inside a system that is very antithetical and like anti-functional to my like rhythms and systems um that made me really <laughs> that made me really tired and 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 at conflict with myself you know and then you take this like rhythm of being this like highly sensitive energetic person and like very like femininely like this deep feminine rhythm that I have that's like very obvious and I've like learned how to uh, 
live in these rhythms in a way that they're generative and it's true like it's true in that way like in my body I feel right now like the healthiest and the strongest and the most calm and the most like steady in this in my being like in this deep way and at the same time I'm like exhausted and like of course you know it's like of course, Sophia, like, oh, babe, of course, it's been a bunch. You've been a bunch. <laughs> You've done a bunch. And, like, you have too. Like, I know, like, like I said, like, I'm not the only one. Like, I literally have two very good friends who brought the beautiful humans into the world during the same time window, during the same full moon, February full moon time, um, as well as, like I said, all the other, like, at my... And my book signing and release party, it was like, I saw a bunch of these medicine colors and it's like looking into their eyes and people being like, it's been real, you know? And some people it's like so deep at the core and some people it's like at the edges, like having these like very real cultural conversations. So many people are, are having these cultural conversations and they are having to have them in a different way or being invited to have them in a different way, which is so hard because there's no way to have political conversations that don't activate the emotional body and most people have been de-educated or miseducated about the emotional body and so anything that is like cultural or political is activating people's trauma responses and so unless people are equipped to process their own triggering and process their own experience then all the subject matter is doing is bringing up their own trauma and so they're looking for the safest most familiar pathway that their system can recognize which is why you get all these people who are just like well this is how it this is how it worked in the past and that because it's like the most familiar trustworthy that's trauma response you know and so it's like i just know it's like everybody is is kind of navigating this and at the same time we're having all of these people asking the same question that I'm asking right now, which is like, okay, how do I contribute to the world that I want? Like, how am I best to do that? How am I best suited to do that? And it's like this big question. And then there's this deep personal question of like, and what am I available to do right now? Like, what am I available to do right now? And the intersection between those things, you know? Yeah, you know, you know, you know. So that's a little bit of a check-in. <laughs> oh, friends. Oh, sweet friend. How do I do it, you know? All right, I'm going to read you this poem I wrote. <laughs> I said I was going to read you. I'm going to read it now. Okay. Here we go. There isn't really a way to describe this heartbreak in which the heart is not broken. This ache and longing that comes from a whole heart. Is it simply the memory of an ache that I am recalling? When I look inside, I see both the well-lit path between them and the well and radiant aspects themselves. What is it then occurring in me? What is this broke wholeness? What is this grateful disappointment? Thank you for not working out. Thank you for being the answer I know serves. Thank you for working out in ways I never could have imagined. While I close my hand across my chest and hold press the rib cage as I look to see what I want, what I want is not here. What I need so intact and so unrelenting. What is this mysterious despondent wonderland of miracles? Thank you, I groan, and I feel my cells vibrate towards the unseen. 
while I look around and see signs everywhere, I am nowhere with nothing I thought I would have. A faith says, better. A stubbornness says, patience. A willingness says, love. And I sit here, all needs met, miracles underway, and with a long, sad face, taking inventory on the broken dreams and lost confidence, while knowing a deeper well of peace in me than I thought possible. This peace, though, at the moment feels almost numb, and so the grief and disappointment is encouraging that I have not fallen into some crevice of not caring. Here I sit, caring, caring and crying, caring and breathing, grateful and lost, carried and refusing. It's just so hard to believe that something better is on its way when I can see what was and it was the best I had ever had. What I meant to say was, it's just so hard to believe when I am this tired, with this much still to do, when I am still so full up and full focused on the empty. How can I be so empty and hands free open and still have so much to do? Ah. Sigh. I am here now as it is. As it is. This is what it is. It's 11-11 right now as I record this. <laughs> See? 11-11 in Kalush. I had a moment this weekend where I was just like, I was talking to my brother and my sister-in-law and, and I was just like, because <laughs> one of them had said to me like, you're going to look back at this time and it's going to be great. You know, I just shown them like this video trailer that I made for the game and just like, you're going to look back on this time and think that was so great. And, uh, and I just, my eyes just filled with tears and I just started to weep and was just like, I know it's true. I know it's true. I am. And it doesn't feel great right now. And I just sat with them and just fell apart a little bit and a lot of it and, uh, fell apart. And, uh, my brother was just like, yeah, like, yeah, just like, just have a hard day, you know? Like, yeah, it's a hard day. And like, take a rest and get back in there. The other thing he said is making something is really different than selling something. So that's a side little entrepreneur creator's note for you. I was like, oh, that's true. That's like a factually true thing. Um, so, but what came out of that conversation, this is what I was saying. What came out of that conversation was I was like, oh, I'm depressed. And it was like such a relief because I was like, oh, like <laughs> I just felt like so bad when I thought I was supposed not like, I guess. It, yeah. When I kept thinking like this is such a happy, like joyful time, like I'm completing this project after four and a half years, like it's been so big on me. Like, you know, it's like I said I wanted like loving relationships where we were free to come and go and live our lives like free as we were called and I was like I'm in the middle of that and I have like community that's showing up and it's just like you know all the it's like checklist all the things I asked for are underway you know and I was like why do I feel so terrible and I was like oh yeah depression and I was like as soon as I would like was like, oh, I'm feeling depressed. I was all of a sudden I could look at myself and go like, oh, I'm doing such a good job for someone who's depressed. Like doing such a good job of taking care of myself. I'm doing such a good job of showing up to the things that I need to do. I'm doing such a good job of resting. I'm doing such a good job of practicing. I'm doing such a good job of getting resources. And because um, I just felt like I was doing such a bad job at like celebrating and feeling great about my life. But when I realized I gave myself that perspective of like, oh yeah, like I just am like, 
<laughs> I'm throwing up peace signs right now. Like, yeah, like, yep, sure. I was like, oh, that's like, could really, so I've actually felt much better this week. And that's often what I say to people. I know death, like physical death has been very present for a lot of people right now. We're at this big seasonal cusp from winter to spring and a lot of people leave their bodies now. A lot of people do. And a lot of people who stay are having major identity. We like went into the deep of the, of the, and it's the same in the Southern hemisphere. Like it's that, it's that same shift of like summer to fall, like winter to spring. It's just, it's a big turn and um, a lot of people go. And so when grieving, you know, it's like, I, I tell people, I tell myself, like, your job is to grieve, like, be the grieviest person you can be, like, be, like, the saddest you can be, you know, like, really embrace and, like, be where you are in that space, and, and I have had such relief for myself, like, having that understanding of, like, oh, I'm just down, like, I'm just feeling down, and this will pass, um, like, this will pass, I'm doing all the things, I don't feel stuck, I feel different today than I did yesterday, in fact, I feel different now than I did a few hours ago, and that's been true every day, um, and recognizing that, that that's just a process we go through sometimes, and that depression is an invitation to rest, and an invitation for connection, um, and an invitation of forgiveness, often depression has a component of anger directed towards oneself, so and all three of those things really resonate with me right now. I've been feeling immensely disappointed and angry towards myself in the ways and the patterns of my inability to cultivate sustainable independence for myself. I have been furious about that. I have felt um, so disappointed and frustrated in myself. I definitely feel like I need rest and I have a deep tiredness that's happening. And that longing for connection is is both that longing for connection of like, you know, not having this lovership in my life and this like life partnership that I had um, in that way, um, though I am experiencing incredible connection with my community right now. That's some, you know, this like small handful of people that's just like everything, you know, like I'm so grateful, so grateful. And, um, uh, and that connection with self. I mean, that's been like this week has been a lot of, and I shouldn't say this week, I should say the whole, t- like the whole time as I've been doing these practices, especially directed towards my heart, my heartache or heartbreak, um, my lovering ideas, like kind of as I was digesting and reflecting on the function and dysfunction of my own behavior, my desires you know, what I was guided to over and over again, no surprise, right, is this connection to my own self. So connection to others, but also just connection, the experience of feeling connected. It's so difficult and, and I, I don't want to say impossible, but um, antithetical, I don't know. It's very, the pathway of connection is the pathway to connection. It's the same pathway. And so when we're not connected to ourselves, it's, it's, um, our our inherent pathway of connection is not available, really. And so, um, which is why I think it can feel like such an empty cup when you're trying to feel connected by being connected with other people and it's not working uh, if you're not feeling connected with yourself. So getting reconnected to myself so that I'm the thing, being connected, having the experience of my own self so that I'm experiencing connection, I'm experiencing connection with the people in my life and with the experiences in my life. And that when I'm feeling disconnected from myself, that kind of, I was talking about being in that underworld space that like I know what my emotions would be <laughs> if I were like at home. And, and having this experience be very different than other like highly dissociative experiences in my life because I felt very close to myself, felt very present with myself, and I definitely felt like in, I've definitely felt largely in and out of my body. Um, and with myself. And so that's an, it's, I don't, that's, um, maybe I'll have more to say about that like over the next year or something as I integrate this experience. But this experience of an expanded, having this notion and understanding of myself and these multiple layers of like, deep in my body and 
the surfaces of my body and my like biofield, my auric self, that there's so many layers or so many aspects of my being. And the other thing that I experienced during this time was that when I would meditate, I felt very peaceful and very calm and very familiar and very confident. And I, when I would look at myself from the inside, I felt very radiant and very intact. And I, and I saw and I would see these very specific places that were dissolving these like shadow forms these aspects of self like it was just like every day I would meditate it was like more and more of these pieces were just flying out of me just dissolving away and it felt very familiar because as a result of doing soul unification work for 15 years you know when I first started doing the soul unification meditation that I do with myself and with other people one of the prompts is to locate your truest self, like find this vibrational thread in your being. And when I first started to do it, I would find myself like a flame, like a like a singular candle in my body. Um, and then it was like I would, you know, and then the, the process is this. Um, well, it's a process, right, of giving over authority and, and power and in a good way, right? Like, like returning power to my true self. And so when I would first started doing this, my true self was was a small light in the midst of a, of a dense landscape. And 15 years later, I have a completely reverse experience when I go to locate my, and I remember there was about a, like a six month, year long period where I really started to feel this difference. And I kept getting this message that was like, you are more of your true self than you are not your true self. And this was a real pivot and a real turning point for me. And I would meditate and I'd go to locate my true self and I was like, oh, that's most of me. Like I would see my, see my being and I would see me. I would see this like true, this like vibrational core self like, vibrating as this like ocean and sea in my being. And then inside that sea, threads or shadow forms or aspects or imprints or different things that would show up in different ways that would indicate to me that I was not... <sighs> um, what, what, what I was and what I was not, right? And so I was having that experience of like, oh yes, very familiar, like very familiar. And then like, oh, things that are like not me and they would like dissolve. And so when I was in that state, I was like, oh, I know me, like I know me, like this is me, I know me. And I felt very connected. And, and then I would have these big waves of these pieces leaving. And then I would like stand up and like go to the kitchen and I would be like, I could barely stand. Like I was just like, what is happening? Like. When I was meditating, I felt so confident and clear. And I, when I would like come out and go to interact with this world, even though they were just these subtle pieces that moved, I was realizing these, these were deep core subtle pieces that had moved out of me that were not there. And so some of my most habituated behavior weren't orienting the way that they used to. And so like going to like work my body or you know, because I would, ha I had major unraveling in, um, in my shoulders and my hips and my spine and my neck, um, over this period of time, like my whole body, my whole being and body just being like rebuilt and shifted and released and all these things. So I'm like unraveling and I would just be like, oh my God, I like do not know, do not know who or what I am. Do not know who or what I am. I do not know who or what I am. I yawn about it. Ugh. But it was just so wild because, and I feel like I can like tap into that right now too, where it's like, oh, it doesn't feel that foreign or different. Like nothing feels that different than it did say from like three months ago, you know? And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing the same. Everything feels so different because sometimes that, that's what happens when it's the subtle core thing that shifts and these other things kind of on top of it are not so much. Not to mention that that like radiant self is not an ego identity um it expresses it like takes a form we like take a form but that's not it you know and so so what do i want to say about this so so the familiarity of my core self great and then these core foundational pieces are shifting which then means this light and my being are actually functioning very differently which means then the way that I express or the like the ego or identity or the expression or the manifestation of self um, is different. And so I'm in this place of like just discovering. And this is one of those things, talking about the birth death door, this is one of those things that this process in and of itself, like thank goodness, I, 
it's like we are handed what we can handle, you know, and I have been through experiences many times of feeling like this reality is untouched by myself, right? Like this complete new self. Um, After I had my first, when I went and studied with Tammy Kent and learned pelvic floor work and I I studied pelvic floor work, I... um, I came back from that training and was like, I just remember standing in the bathroom and being like, I know this is a towel, but I've never touched a towel before. (laughs) And like touching things and just being like my entire experience, just like tripping face so hard. Just like, oh my gosh, like everything is different. So I, I luckily have been through that experience before and multiple times. And so there, there's a way in which it's like what I've been going through has been familiar or like a, a familiar landscape. And yet, of course, every time when it's real, it's, it's not a repeat. Um, it's not a repeat. It's not a repeat. I'm going to read you this other thing I wrote. I wonder if I deleted that. Here we go. Um, Yeah, I'm going to read this. And then we'll see if we're going to keep it. I feel the timeline has shifted. The realities have been some. Hold on, back it up. Okay, Kate, let's back it up and I'm gonna, I'll do this again. Okay. Here's the poem. I feel the timeline has shifted. With them, the realities too. The portals that were open now closed and new ones open. I feel the promises of yesterday being fulfilled and the disappointments rise to the surface and drag their sharp fingers across my chest as they exit. I feel the waters in me healing. I feel the softening, revealing the remaining tensions. I feel the headache or holding on to that which has already passed. I feel the breath requesting its steady flow. My body asks in all the ways it knows. I am reminded by the aches that I need more support and I summon myself deeper and show up with a gentle hand caressing the neck and back, hushing the waves of anguish and doubt. I am remembering slowly that I want to love, be loved on, to share my breath and kiss with another. I knew that was true but the want itself has been so quiet, secret, hiding, afraid. It slowly peeks around corners and sighs in unexpected moments. If I rush it, ask for more, it retreats and I am left empty again. I listened to the quiet as the moon instructed me to do so. I listen to the quiet. I listen to the quiet. Deep breaths that carry weight, long exhale, labor, some a little, and yet with each push, I do feel lightness stirring where a heaviness was. I didn't want to forget the art and heart of loving. I didn't mean to make a fight inside myself that spilled out in my life, my lovership, my dreams and walking days. I didn't mean to. Yet here I sit months later, deep breathing acceptance of the hall I took through the landscape of healing that required forgetting and denying. 
Here I sit awakening again differently because I forgot differently this time. I remembered so much more about loving this time when I forgot. I will remember so much more from here. From here, I was told I will remember, actually remember and live a lifetime of love. May God make it so. May I make it so. May I allow the love coursing and asking at all times to be seen and allowed to be. Yes, I accept. I will walk my dreams through that landscape. When my dreams return fully, they echo now. The ocean told me to savor the empty time, that the dreams will come with fervor and with a surge, to treasure the moment where I have no space, no fuel for desire. I listen to the quiet as the moon instructed. I listen to the quiet. Well, darlings, I wrote that yesterday and I did, I listened to the quiet and I went to bed last night with those instructions. I listened to the quiet and gave myself a pelvic floor session, which I hadn't done in a minute. It had been a little bit and literally, <laughs> literally felt the space of my body, I felt the tensions, the holdings, I gave permission for my wisdom to take the lead, to let the tension and resistance to my wisdom go and let the wisdom and alignment reveal. And then I laid and listened to the quiet and there were ice storms last night and so I awoke many times to this clattering at the window and I would just wake up and listen to the quiet holding that sound and listen to the sound. And I imagine you can hear some of the wind through this episode. It's windy today. I'm grateful for it. I woke up this morning. I get this feeling. This has been since I... I I think I texted a friend today. I said, since I surrendered to the to the since I surrendered to being a daughter of the wind and living on the road, I for like two years now, it's like I'd go somewhere and then I'd stay until the wind shifted. And then I would wrap up what I was whatever commitments I had made or whatever I was kind of up to doing and um, and and then I would hit the road and, and I would have this feeling. Um, the first time I, I did this, I traveled, it was 2007, I traveled across the country like buses and trains and ride shares and uh, you know, like, like all of those things. And I would go and I would stay in a place and then I would wake up and I would hear on the road again, just can't wait to get on the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. And that's when I knew, and that was the day. Either that day or the following day I would leave, depending. And it was like I would get that message. And so two years ago when I started, um, I, kind of, I would just listen, and it was this feeling, and I would say it in my mind. I would hear it. The winds have shifted. And then it was like time to wrap up and, and move on. And so I listened to the wind all night, and then I woke up and I heard the winds have shifted. It's been a great comfort, and the winds have been blowing all day. And so I am, I feel deeply prepared, like deep, like deeply prepared. I've been giving a lot of instructions in this time, like receiving a lot of messages and really listening, asking a lot and listening a lot and following through a lot. And so I literally have like a bag packed and I'm like bouncing around in Philadelphia right now. And I'm, I feel ready and I'm getting ready. I feel prepared of like what, what is this? What is this next piece? Because this, this piece that I just went through was so specific and so whole unto itself. And it's done. Like it's, it's done. Like it, it, whatever that was, like it's done now. And so 
there has to be a next. And, um, and so I'm just prepared and wrapping up the, the to-do lists, following up with people that I said I would you know, try to see before I left town. And I don't have a plan. <laughs> it's not true. I do have a plan. I'm going to listen and I'm going to act in alignment with the wisdom that I hear. That's my plan. Um, so until next time, my darlings, oh, thank you for being with me today. I trust that, you know, if you're hearing me wrap up, if we're together at this end of the episode, then I just oh, thank you for your love and your presence. And I also just want to honor your love and your presence and your medicine, your transformation, your changing winds, your surrendering of what was, embracing of what is, tending yourself while you go, um, all of that. So I look forward to talking to you again next time. Um, I believe I'll have a guest and um, mm. oh, I'll be brave. I'll take a moment and be brave and, and look across this bridge, look maybe down at the earth here, simple and true. Um, the world, the paradigm, the earth, the place, the space, the time that we are birthing, that we are calling into being that has arrived. The air is clean and vital. We know the waters and the wind carry with them knowledge. And so we listen. We know the stones and the minerals carry with them knowing. And so we listen. We know the fire, the plasma, the heat, the lava, and carry wisdom. And so we listen. We know our own cosmic star body beings carry wisdom. And so we listen. Love to all, light to all, and peace to all. Um, go ahead and um, check out in the show notes, there'll be a link to that massive body of work that I made. Um, and you can get a tour, look around, and see um, what came through my, my being. Just go take a look at it. That'd be awesome to, to have you see it. Oh, and I'll say this. I am open to collaboration. I'm looking, I'm open to partnership. I'm open to investors. I'm open to affiliates. I am open to um, creative inspiration about how to share this body of work and this, um, this play-based medicine school um, with the world. So if you have ideas or inspirations or connections, um, uh, media outlets, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So feel free to reach out. Okay. Oh, darling, thank you so much. And I wish you just absolute peace and may the joy in your being grow and grow and grow. Peace. <laughs>
gorgeous one. Thank you. I want to take a moment in closing. I have a few things. First, take a breath. (sighs) Second, I want to remind you that this in itself can be transmission and medicine. So take care of yourself right now. If this is medicine for you, I have a few invitations. One is hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rate and review. It's very, very helpful. In addition, I would love to stay connected with you. Come over to my website, sophiawiseone.com, or find me on Instagram, at sophiawiseone, and get connected. And if this is feeding you, I encourage you to join the virtual temple that is up and gorgeous and happening. And that is my Patreon. And I am inviting you to join us there. If this episode or another episode fed you and was just what you need, consider sending it and sharing it with a friend. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all your work, all your medicine. I know deep in my being, you are weaving with me. Thank you. Thank you. We are in this together.